My name is Paulina, I study graphic design at Royal Academy of Art in The Hague and you are listening to a series of podcasts with currently enrolled students which aim to bring insights into the programs of different departments at our academy. Happy to have you with us and uh, yeah, let's go! Hello everyone, today I'm going to talk with two graphic design students, my fellow classmate Kami from fourth year and second year student Stefa. Let's start from something simple. I will ask you to briefly introduce yourself to the listeners. Who are you? Where do you come from? Why did you decide to study at the Royal Academy of Art? Um, maybe we can start from my left. Kami, would you like to start? Hello. So, like Paulina said, my name is Kami. Um, I study in graphic design. I'm also in fourth year, like Paulina, and I am 22 years old. I come all the way from Argentina, and what brought me to the KVK, I first studied one year in the UK, in Edinburgh, Leith School of Art, and I had heard about the reputation of KVK, um, so I decided to apply, and when I came for the, uh, for the application, I, I really enjoyed the atmosphere of the school, so in the end, here I am! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hello everyone, I'm Stefa. <laughs> well, <clears throat> um, yeah, I'm still also at the graphic design department and uh, I came from Ukraine and I had some um, small, I would say, background in um, art, but it was mostly academic and really, really traditional. So I wanted to escape and I started looking for... Um, something more uh, unconventional, I mean unconventional approach to the graphic design and I found out Kabaka and I heard that Kabaka is such a, uh, has a such an international environment and I wanted to be there like in such an atmosphere to learn not only from um, classes but also from people um, and uh, you know like um, the more your surrounding is diverse, uh, the more your view uh, becomes broad and aware as well. So yeah, I wanted to um, yeah be in such a thing. <laughs> That's really interesting to hear and I think I can really relate to your words, Stefa, about art schools. I'm coming from Poland, where uh, art schools tend to be very conservative. Of course, it's changing these days a bit, but I think the gap between studying uh, in Poland and in the Netherlands is still pretty big. And um, so, yeah, so I can just simply relate. I would like to ask you both, because uh, I'm really interested uh, more in your practice and who are you, if you would be able to a little bit talk about that, what are your interests, what are the topics you're working with? Maybe we can um, ask uh, Stefa again, as uh, she was already talking. And I'm sorry if I interrupted you before, and if there's anything else you would like to add, just feel free to do it now, sorry. While <laughs> um, <coughs> choosing Kabaka uh, and Netherlands, um, I was thinking about such a culture here, culture of typography and uh, graphic design. So I feel like now I'm mostly focused on that, 
part of graphic design, uh, but still there are so many things to explore and experiment. Um, yeah. And how about you, Kami? Um, I think I really approached Kaveka with a very intuitive feeling. Um, back in the UK, I knew I wanted to do communication design, but that such study does not really exist in the Netherlands. So I was like, okay, it's either fine arts or graphic design. And since I wanted to talk a lot about ways of storytelling, I thought then graphic design was uh, much more to the point or it will give me the tools to be explicit about the kind of narratives I wanted to explore. And that's why I ended up in graphic design without really knowing much <laughs> about what this entails or yeah, typography or um, grid systems. So. It was really nice to have the that space, uh, at least that Kaveka allowed me to try different mediums and yeah, explore different approaches without really defining what graphic design is or should be or can be. And in that sense, it's very interdisciplinary, and I really enjoy that. And I think it made me grow a lot as an arti artist, I guess, <laughs> or designer. Um, and I also feel like at Kaveka there is such an intersection of different mediums, so you can combine for instance, like typography with uh, interactive media or like fine arts, of mm -hmm. course, or yeah, whatever you prefer. And yeah, what I like here is the thing that um, <coughs> things are really broad and yeah, you are not, you shouldn't do just typography. You can combine things and do something like, yeah, experiment. That's really cool and it's nice to hear it. Could you maybe explain what does it mean to mix typography with other media and how are you doing that? I'm also interested if you could describe maybe one of your work which you are particularly proud of or you had so much fun working on that. Uh, there are so many things to explore and there are so many things to uh, experiment with and I think that uh, typography or letters is such a uh, thing that is uh, like main par important part of the graphic design and can be combined for instance with coding and it's such a good combination of craft and technologies because it asks for a lot of patience uh, but also for uh, a technology uh, for instance like an important uh, an important part of this can be coding part and uh, with coding you can create uh, such an interactive typography thing uh, so yeah and um, yeah and off <laughs> and also uh, I really like theory class that um, uh, theory, I would say, like, uh, see theory as a communication design, um, where we learn such a thing as um, how to make our image or how to make our message really, like, really clear and how to make it communicate with people. So, um, yeah. <laughs> and how about you, Kami? Um, well, I'm in an interesting moment mm -hmm. since I'm in the fourth year. I'm currently working on my graduation project. So I think it's this all four years have been a build up into 
uh, recognizing my interests and uh, narrow down my methods or at least have a good sense of what are my skills or my s strong points. And um, interestingly enough, throughout the four years, I realized I always had a fascination, for example, with cartography. So a lot of my projects somehow ended up talking about uh, representational systems of places. Um, and I also, I became kind of, I started having a wary eye in the consequences of such uh, abstracted uh, notions uh, to explain complex systems um, of experiences. So I'm currently working um, in devising and embodying practice, for example. And since uh, I want to make it personal, for me, that is uh, the act of rock climbing. So I'm looking uh, at this practice. And in this exploration, I'm kind of hoping to regain sensibility to our more than human surroundings uh, through this intimate sense of touch. So um, it is a lot to do with performative uh, acts. Um, and uh, my creative process, I think, comes in a lot in that sense, which is a mix of uh, research and, again, ways of storytelling. And I think personally what I found out is that I like translating a set of actions from the different topics that I may be researching. Um, and then I later try to recreate, um, recreate them and uh, kind of have a dialogue with these topics. I can give, for example, an example. Um, when I was investigating the correlation between humans and the domestication of wheat for one of my projects. Very broad. <laughs> but then I really went, I zoomed in into the simple action of making bread mm -hmm. to uh, find a way of articulating uh, this, uh, these correlations between the two. And by looking at how yeast grows by feeding on the sugars of the bread, I saw kind of a comparability with how um, human ac extraction acts that so we're growing and consuming, consuming, consuming. So in the end, um, it was a funny discovery of how to perceive uh, like broader narratives of our, of our current existence, yeah. And this yeast experiment, if I can call it this way, did you make it here at uh, the academy? It was a part of an assignment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, what is nice for this, in this case, was part of a research inquiry group, used to be called Playlab. <laughs> mm -hmm. And um, we had a lot of freedom in choosing the topics that we were interested, but we had to create these visual narratives. And that kind of became the invitation to uh, manifesting maybe this story uh, mm -hmm. and finding these metaphors to, to, maybe, uh, to maybe tell them, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. We just have um, a design inquiry group play up uh, mm -hmm. this blog and yeah, it was my first experience there and nice. I feel like it's such a um, unusual class at Kabaka, like the, the one of the, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is, <laughs> and yeah. So if we are actually talking about play lab and design inquiry group, which is uh, one of the class offered in graphic design department, Maybe it would be also good to talk about what is the structure of uh, graphic design and what uh, kind of classes do you actually do we actually have? So I think uh, Stefa is the one which is the most informed uh, here. So maybe if you could guide us through the structure of uh, graphic design, that would be great. 
Well, this year graphic design uh, have changed the structure a little bit because before it was uh, really, really intense. We had like uh, seven classes per week, maybe a bit more or less. Yeah, probably less, maybe like six. Um, and um, this year in this vlog, uh, I mean, this year is divided by uh, on this year is divided uh, on uh, two semesters and in each semester we have four classes so like four classes and one IST um, individual study track um, and uh, in the first semester I had um, theory uh, image class and in the second block I had design inquiry group and letter studio and uh, mm, my uh, and my friends from a group had um, um, coding um, interactive tech uh, interactive media and um, yeah I think they had typography and um, design graphic design class and yeah. I will have it now like in the second so you, semester the class gets divided in two and then you rotate per semester yeah exactly I see and could you maybe tell me, Stefa, what is the class you like the most so far? <laughs> Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a question. Yeah, it's a difficult question because um, I enjoy not just the class, but mostly the assignments and things that I want to do uh, yeah, in certain class with certain people. So... Um, I would say <coughs> that I really like Letter Studio and of course Design Inquiry Group. <laughs> 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 They're also really, really different, but at the same time, uh, for instance, Letter Studio, I in the Letter Studio, I did um, the revival project that is uh, such an old school typeface, uh, but at the same time, it gives me um such a more broad view on the uh, context where uh, typography exists and what can it bring in the new context in the new times so it's not only about doing but also about researching and thinking uh, so yeah and yeah i did such a nice typography <laughs> <laughs> and i'm pretty glad with the result with the how it visually looks like but also uh what I researched from that. Could you maybe explain what does it mean to revive type and what type of assignment was that and what did you have to do step by step? So, okay, um, first I started with the purpose uh, and my interest, what I want to get from the assignment and what I want to revive. And uh, first I wanted to revive um, old Ukrainian typography uh, from uh, 20th century. Uh, it was the period of... Um, um, it was a really interesting period in the history where um, this modernist uh, movement started and um, <coughs> it has such a representation of the first of of the certain era and uh, of some political events or such a cultural events in the history <coughs> so yeah i wanted to do something with that but the thing is i didn't have any access uh, to 
physical copy of uh, Ukrainian typography, mm -hmm. so I decided to do something with um, Dutch typography, uh, also printed uh, in this modernist era, and uh, I found the physical copy of the old book printed in letterpress, and I scanned it. Uh, I scanned it, and um, then I started to explore like the really small details, and I found out that all the letters are different, and they all has different shapes because of the um because of the print techniques that yeah and because of the time of course uh so yeah <coughs> the idea of this class is uh, the idea of this model or assignment is to take something from a certain context and put uh in another one and also in the new one in uh, 20 yeah in our times and um <coughs> um research some context and connect it with the uh political uh social uh, whatever things uh historical things and also learn how to make a proper typeface working typeface and yeah and yeah i learned some things about spacing shapes um yeah, but the thing is that I like in the letter studio is that um, you don't have to be the typographer or the person who is really interested in type. You can just uh, learn things about uh, fonts and um, uh, to build such an image of what a uh, good font is and what good typography is, um, Yeah, how it is made and uh, what are the important points to um, pay attention to choosing a good typeface for instance for your work I think that Letter Studio is a really good example to talk about because I think this class attempts to bridge the past and the present and by taking something archival which in this uh, case it's a typeface is, uh, is trying to put it in a new context which I find very valuable, but I must say I'm also still pretty fascinated by the growing yeast and the story behind uh, this assignment. So Kami, would you like to maybe talk a little bit like what was the process and how did you actually come up with this idea? Yeah, good question. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very nonlinear, <laughs> but um, I would say, first of all, I, of course, uh, like Stefa said, you first have your own, like, what's the keyword that you are interested in, of, like, uh, diving yourself into. And for me, it was the notion of domestication in any shape. And then, of course, it's good to narrow it down into uh, more, uh, to be more specific. And, um, yeah, so I decided to narrow it down to the whole uh, uh, relationship between a species uh, of plant, which in this case was wheat, and how we kind of co-evolved uh, as a species with it. Mm -hmm. um, and in a way, the sense of domestication was the, the notion of that we have nowadays is this really man-made thing. And I kind of wanted to prove the, the impact from the other side of maybe the we've been domesticated by wheat, you know, mm -hmm. it would be an interesting... Uh, uh, twist to the story mm -hmm. I think um, and so for me 
I, I work better or think better by acting or making an action. Um, so I always translate it back to the body and in this case was cooking bread, <laughs> which it makes things more tangible and I kind of appropriate the subject. That's such a big subject as wheat and humankind. Mm-hmm. It became much more personal to an everyday uh, action of making bread that I think everyone can relate to. Um, and it's super familiar to all of us. So in a way, this is kind of, it invites the viewer to kind of uh, be interested in the topics that you want to talk about. Mm -hmm. So I think that's what I like about it, is staging this uh, kind of, this idea of everyday life actions to maybe broader narratives. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Did you eat this bread after all? Oh yeah, it was nice. (laughs) 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 I had to have my mom for the recipe. It wasn't so good as that one, but... uh, was a good attempt, I think. <laughs> uh, this yeah. year in the uh, design inquiry group, we also had uh, collective lunches, so we had oh. to bring something, yeah, it's and nice. share and eat it together. Oh, there so we yeah, go. but uh, this year the topic of um, design inquiry group was um, doing nothing. Yeah, it's also pretty conceptual, but uh, doing nothing doesn't mean just actually doing nothing. Doing nothing means. Um, yeah, to build such a resistance to 24 hours uh, economy uh, defined by a capitalism system. So we explore that and uh, we try to find such activities um, that can turn out to be a bit useless according to capitalist metrics, mm. but uh, beneficial for our attention economy and for, for instance, our uh, like mindful understanding of our feelings and some political actions uh, environment so it was super interesting and we did kung fu yeah <laughs> <laughs> so you get some cookie yeah. points literally and how about expectations did you have any expectations before you actually come to the academy or like you know more something of a like a certain image how studying which will look like and how it actually uh, did um when when you were already here so yeah i'm very curious to hear about that mm, i had slightly different ideas about the educational system here um yeah because i came from post-soviet uh educational system uh, fr- because I came from post-Soviet school uh, that uses a bit uh, different approach but here uh, the learning process and the assignment system came as a surprise uh, but I like the way the teachers um, appro- uh, but I like the way the teachers approach is used here for learning it does not use the assignments uh, of the level of your mm, Wait. I mean, uh, for instance, we don't have grades at all. uh, But uh, we, uh, um, but as but in our assessment, we use um, helpful individual advice. Um, For instance, the feedback uh, that actually can help you much more than uh, an objective. Yeah, great. For instance, like seven or ten <laughs> or two. <laughs> what this number means, you know? 
especially in such a subjective study. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, when we come from different contexts, from different backgrounds, in such a hard to assess someone, but by um, certain number, and it's much more useful to give a proper feedback and to give such an opinion or advice uh, regarding your future development and your um, yeah and your work I think in uh, my case um, also coming from South America we always feel like we're kind of behind the <laughs> the market in a way so graphic design has really a commercial connotation at least from where I come from so for me it was a good surprise when I came here that it was not so, it was more conceptually based than commercially based. I was ready to start making wine labels, but mm -hmm. <laughs> um, it was, uh, I think there is that freedom again uh, in the, in how the study is uh, designed um, to allow more of this creativity and yeah, um, go beyond maybe this uh, yeah, what, what is the role of the graphic design uh, in broader context, you know, also. So it's very critical uh, about uh, roles within uh, within our social system. <laughs> so, um, yeah. In my case, for instance, I was pretty sure that we are going to have some sort of a technical classes, in a way, such as introductions to specific softwares that for instance, they're gonna teach us how to use Photoshop or like how to use After Effects. I'm not sure, you know, uh, but we actually didn't really have that, um, which uh, I don't think was a problem or like an issue, but that was interesting because I thought this is what we are going to do in graphic design department, but apparently it was more on a student, like what kind of tools you, as a, in your practice, you want to use because not everyone want to 3D render or like, not everyone wants to use Photoshop. So I think uh, I find it very interesting as well. Yeah, and it, it may seem a bit intimidating. Like when I came here, a lot of uh, the, my friends were, is maybe was their second career or <laughs> they had a, had done a bit more of graphic design uh, skills so they did know how to use the programs and I had no idea at all. And I managed and uh, it did it was not a limitation to have pre-knowledge before starting the year yeah so. I also had uh, some yeah in our class we had people who uh, didn't know how to use Photoshop but it wasn't a problem at all because uh, yeah they managed that individually pretty quickly and there are also people who can always help you and if you're interested in uh, 3ds you can go to, sp to the specific teacher or you can go to IST 3d lab yeah. uh, and they can help you with that or if you want to um, yeah make whatever you want there are people who can help you Yeah, the technicians are there so it's yeah. up to you and that's the nice part is that you can really customize your own study in a way of what mm -hmm. uh, works best for you and what you what techni yeah, mm -hmm. technicality do you need yeah, yeah. so coming slowly to the conclusion we are all in the Hague right now um, all three of us are international students and I would like to ask you what does it mean to study in the Hague and like um, do you have any favorite places to go or to visit or to recommend to other people 
also from the perspective uh, of an international student. So, yeah, tell me. <laughs> In the COVID, it's uh, much more different and difficult. But um, <clears throat> I feel like that uh, COVID situation and lockdown helped me to explore more uh, the nature and beach here or dunes here and there is such a beautiful um how they called um uh animals uh, this those Fun. animals <laughs> yeah oh the scottish cows <laughs> yeah just the fluffy fluffy cows yeah <laughs> yes exactly they have those fluffy bisons or cows or yeah like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> just in the park. Yeah, just in the dunes. Uh, cute. I, I saw them two times. Yeah. So, so yeah. you don't want to miss that. <laughs> 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 really cute. And yeah, I also um, started to bike a lot, and mm. it was like my dream since uh, yeah, like from the dream from my childhood. Uh, yeah, and I got a nice bike and on the weekend sometimes I'm going somewhere just choosing a direction and uh, take my bike and yeah, going. Yeah. yeah, I think I really appreciate also the culture, um, how it's promoted in this country compared to back home, I, I think. There's a lot of museums or theaters, so um, a lot of events happening, of course, depending on the mm -hmm. waves uh, of Corona, but mm -hmm. uh um, I think also especially when the spring starts coming around the corner um, there is like a lot of good uh, cycling paths to do and I really enjoy exploring the city through the canal so I did a few kayaking uh, Ooh, yeah. Yeah. and it's it changes the perspective of the city a lot really? yeah, yeah, yeah you should kayak until getting to Klingendale Park which is beautiful beautiful park uh, also in The Hague which I was like where am I <laughs> this is not the Netherlands <laughs> so <laughs> they they do have an uh, interesting ways of uh, designing parks here that really you feel like you're in the middle of nature although you're between two big cities <laughs> yeah oh I really like kayaking but I actually uh, never tried myself uh, in The Hague as well so that would be something to, to do for sure um, well, I think uh, I'll, I'll thank you here and uh, it was great to, to talk with you today and to hear about your projects and what you're actually up to these days. And um, yeah, so thank you very much. And also maybe I will just um, tell one more thing for the, uh, for, the, for the people who are considering applying to the academy. If you have some uh, questions about portfolio, because that's the topic we are not really, we, we haven't really touched upon, um, just visit KBK website and there's a guide on there how to portfolio, and um, which uh, probably will help you. And yeah, that's for me. And uh, thank you very much for having you today. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, Valeria. thank you. <laughs> yeah, great. Thank you.